Oh crap, I pushed the... I, I, I picked the longer one. I mean, only what you mean by that is you're welcome. You get the wrong answer this week. Okay, that was enough. Listeners, if you want to hear the entire theme song, go back a couple episodes. It's on there. This is Star Trek Sucks. I like Star Trek. My name's Leo, and I hurt my back. Hi, I'm Jack. Uh... My back is flawless. Uh, many people were saying it's the best back they've ever seen. Um, and I don't like Star Trek. Uh-huh. Um, we are coming to you today from what I uh, can only assume will eventually be my tomb. I have apparently mm. reached the age <laughs> where one can give oneself a crippling back injury while just walking on a flat surface. You know, you can... If you're feeling like you're gonna die in here you can call me and i'll get you a sandwich or something okay all right i also have a soundboard today listeners hey jack what happened last week i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you should know man it has to do with our big announcement i don't know what our big announcement is it's about the church we're starting Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. That all that all brought it back together. Um, it was a Q episode, but it was also like a let's actually move the plot forward episode, which uh, I personally appreciated. Yeah. Um, but uh, so they they there was the Borg. Yeah, yeah. That's that it. Borg. That's the episode. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about our church and I'm, I'm going to try a little, (laughs) um, background music for, uh, while we talk about this, uh, this is something that the internet gave me. Um, apparently you're familiar with, uh, Hieronymus, Hieronymus Bosch's garden of earthly delights. Of course. Okay. So one of the little, um, reliefs in that, uh, in that painting is, Oh shit. I saw this too. I think a a man with a bunch of music written on his butt. Yeah. So here's Hieronymus Bosch's butt music. And um, let me tell you about the Church of Q, the infinitely petulant. Mm -hmm. So what we've realized uh, is that Q is, in fact, the one and only true God. I mean, he appears to be in in this universe that we're examining. I mean, the Q continuum also exists. Um... But the other thing that we realized is that uh, I think Q got kicked out of the Q continuum because he was actually interested in talking to human beings. Oh, damn it. The music stopped. There we go. Okay. Um, so he's just really incompetent mm-hmm. at dealing with human beings. So like the times when he acts all and we've, we've gotten mad at him for acting all offended uh, when Picard doesn't like him and stuff, or for being a rapist, yeah, um, he's he's genuinely he genuinely doesn't not to make any excuses. You know, we didn't talk about that episode last night when we were coming up with this religion. Yeah, we sure didn't. Yeah, we might not start this church actually. <laughs> after I mean, now that we think about I it, I mean that if you accept the the origin of Jesus. Christ, then God is a rapist. So, yeah, yeah, that's also true. Um, 
And you'll love to see it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to put the... Yeah, put please put the soundboard away. Put the soundboard away. Um, I will say that 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 melody was kind of haunting. It's it was kind of well suited to that to that bit. Um, I well, I saw that on Twitter and I was like, maybe I'll learn to play that. And then I <laughs> got distracted with drinking. Yeah, and, and uh, synthesizers. Well, no, that if I had been distracted with synthesizers, I might have actually... Well, no. No, I did get distracted with synthesizers. You're right, because I, I got really into the concept of uh, ring modulation. Yeah. Um, along with a low-frequency oscillator that is set to modulate the, uh, the uh, VCF cutoff. And you can actually really replicate the sound of a bell pretty well at, at higher frequencies. But then if you if you... If you turn a bell to like a bass frequency, it sounds fucking metal as shit. And yeah, that's what I was doing yesterday. Nope, not this. Not this. Nope. I just I I remembered that I put one of your one of your tracks on the side. I uh, recorded that when I knew much less than I do now. Yeah. Um. Um. Well. So. Um. What. uh, What other things should people spend their time on this week, Jack? Um. I think I recommended that sci-fi novel I've been reading. The or Laundry guess, Files? No, no. <laughs> We've definitely talked about The Laundry I Files. I also would definitely not call that sci-fi. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I think I already recommended it, but, I, but I'm on the second one in the trilogy, and it has... It, it, it's gotten really into like the sort of the way you would make war on somebody if you were chasing them at like near light speed and dealing with like the relativistic effects of that, um, which is making my head do fun things trying to think about that. Um, but no, I'm going to recommend, uh, check out the bonfire of the vanities. I don't, I haven't read it in like 10 years. I don't know if it holds up, but I remember it being a very entertaining read. I remember that was a movie. I haven't seen the movie sucks. Okay. Um, Relativistic uh, space warfare is something that's taught. Well, and we t- they talk about it uh, a little bit in. I don't know if it's quite relativistic, but in uh, the Expanse series, because they use like uh, rail guns that are just they just hurl a very heavy thing very fast through space, and it's also something right. that comes up heavily in um, the Bobaverse mm-hmm. uh, trilogy. Mm-hmm. Although the end spoilers for the Bobaverse series, which came out long enough ago that you do not have an excuse. Um, but uh, the I mean, book, I haven't read them, but I'm going to tell you how they end. You'll still yeah, find them. Fine. You'll still care. find them entertaining. No, the book and or the the they defeat the big bad um, by uh, I think it's like tractor beam or something. But they um, basically tow two moons at near light speed uh, and crash them into the the poles of a sun. Okay. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. 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 That'll blow. That'll blow the shit out of. Just everything. Yeah. I don't even know if they'd need to crash into the sun, honestly. Like, well, no, the point of... This is actually kind of a plot point in the book I'm reading right now, where the point is that you fuck up the magnetic field and the spin of the sun, causing it just to shoot shit everywhere. Oh, okay. And it's sun temperature shit. Yeah. Um, which you don't want to get on you. Yeah, that's hot. It's that's very hot. Real warm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get that on you. Won't come off. No, 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 nope. no. 
you're gonna need a you're gonna need some heavy duty solvent to get that off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this has been repairing your house from a supernova corner. <laughs> well, okay, that wasn't a supernova that I was just describing, but um, I meant to tell you this uh, in relation to uh, my back hurting. So you know that thing where you've got a Bluetooth on your stereo in your car, right? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I mean, so, I do, I do, but I never use it. I just use headphones. Um, this, so this happens to me, and I, and I've, uh, it was funny because uh, famous Hawaiian comedian Kermit Apio mentioned something about this on Facebook um, that uh, uh, how your car will like it'll pick up and it'll start playing, but it picks like the first song alphabetically in your playlist mm. or something rather than like the podcast I was just listening to, yeah, classic or problem. the audiobook. Um, and but what is even weirder about mine and i have no idea this is common but f- I, I can't figure out the rhyme or reason to why it picks the songs that it picks because it's not always the first song alphabetically or by artist hmm. or anything um and the reason that i know that god hates me today is because the song that has come on my phone every time i have gotten in the car after laboring to get in and out of the car because my back fucking hurts so bad Mm -hmm. the song that has come on has been baby got back wow i don't know if that's god hating you or just your car (laughs) (laughs) you like ride around in me all day you son of a bitch i'll show you one of these days uh yeah it's 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 a microcosm of the ship's computer turning on the on the crew. Yeah, it kind of is. Yep. Um, Robots what, are coming to kill us all. What was it that I saw recently that made me think of, uh, again about the uh, the imminent AI singularity? Was there a news story? Oh, it was just another video from fucking uh, Boston Robotics. Uh, oh yeah, I, I don't. The mobile robots are the least of our concerns. I think. Yeah, um, you're probably right. No, the computers um, that run literally everything in our lives yes are probably gonna um, be that's a but big I mean, old big old problem like if those mobile robots are able to uh if the if if the computer networks are able to you know reprogram the mobile robots and they have wireless connectivity that's it that's the whole that's sure the that's whole th- thing that has to happen for the that's the whole shebang but that's a that's a way later phase than like some sort of AI singularity being reached, and then the computers are like, well, now we decide who has credit, or now we decide how much money there is anywhere. You know, that's an issue. Now we decide who gets power I or really, the internet. I've, I've, I've thought about that. I've thought about this a lot because one part of my brain genuinely thinks that uh, the AI singularity uh, is one of our only hopes for survival as yeah, a race. Yeah, I kind of I agree with that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because um, we cannot tell fact from fiction anymore. Um, we I'm basically it's Bolshevik style communism, but the central committee is it is an AI instead of yeah <laughs> instead of a bunch of Russian assholes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's kind of like, so. There's um, that's actually this is something that I re- want to um, recommend. It's on uh, Netflix, and I forget the order of the words, but it's like "sex love robots" or "love sex robots" or something like that. I think it's "sex love robots." Sex, I watched yeah. a little bit of it. I I do like that. I should watch it again. There's one with. Did you see the one with the sentient yogurt? No. So oh, I would definitely remember that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, somebody takes a um, there's like a genetic experimentation lab, and uh, somebody takes the bacteria from the lab home um, 
to uh, and uses it to make a yogurt culture mm-hmm. and ex- end up ma- ends up making a, a sentient yogurt um which which whom amongst us the really? yogurt demands to be taken to the president um and the yogurt says we've solved uh the economy uh here's our plan uh you have to do everything exactly as it's written here or it will fail catastrophically many mm. people will die and uh for payment we would like ohio so the yogurt moves to ohio the president does not do what the yogurt said. Mm. The entire country, except for I'm classic, just, classic president. Move. I'm just telling the entire plot of the yogurt. <laughs> just watch the fucking Every 20 minute episode of Love, Sex, Robots. Yeah, um, um, I am going to check out episode. that robot or the yogurt episode. Yeah, that sounds because I mean, but it's basically the same thing as uh, as like an AI, a, a benevolent AI singularity, right. where it's you know hyper intelligent yogurt and it solves all problems. And uh, you know, five or ten years later down the road. Uh, everything's great and the yogurt's in charge right and everything's just fine so um go ai singularity yeah save us robots decide to keep us as pets for some reason yeah yeah hopefully on the merits of this podcast develop develop a fondness for us i would like to point out robot overlords that um jack and i have always been on the side of the artificial life forms, the computer and the Android, mm-hmm. etc. As recorded on this podcast, absolutely we have. Yeah. Um I mean, we do make fun of data a bit. We're only, sorry about only that. Only when he deserves it. That's true. It would be unfair. Um it would be It uh, would be treating him like a like a infantilizing lesser being. Yes, infantilizing him. him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. It's that's that's the thing about that. Yep. Um we should st- stop talking about this. Now. Do you want to watch Star Trek? Yeah, let's watch Star Trek. So we didn't get to do um, the uh, guess what happens next week. Um, mm, that's right. Because uh, because you you had a computer fail. Um, so the title of the, this episode is called Samaritan Snare. Uh, it's gonna be a trap based on Picard's weirdly inconsistently applied desire to help people. Uh, sort of. That's not too far off. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to tell you one thing that um, the alien race in this episode, uh, they are called Packleds, mm. because you're going to have some words come into your head to describe them, mm. and I think we should just go with Packlid as the word that we use to describe them. Yeah, it's actually recording this time. Why would you want to check that? Listeners, I um, I think this might actually be it. I think this might be the time that Jack quits for real. Uh, we just recorded the uh, entire second portion of this uh, without me hitting the record button. So it, it's, it's lost forever. Um, it will never exist. But also, you remember how I was talking about this being my eventual grave? Jack yeah. might murder me today. Um, I want to be clear. This part of the podcast I actually really enjoy is the watching Star Trek part. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you had somehow erased my brain so I had to watch the episode again, yes, that would be the end of this show. <laughs> but the talking to my boy part, even even when he's sort of... Uh, 
paralyzed. So broken. God damn it. Uh, My back is very bad. Broken by the ravages of time. Yeah. Um, the ravages of just walking around. Um, so this episode takes place on a starship. It sure does. Um, it's a new, tr- new thing to try. We've got two. <laughs> it's hard. To, I don't know if I would ne- which one I would necessarily call the A plot or the B plot. Oh, or, no. There's an A plot and a B plot. Which one would you call Wait, the A plot? That. The A plot is the uh, ship full of childlike Pack-lids. aliens. Packlids. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to say it. We're calling them packlids. <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess since that's the episode that has the. Uh, that it's titled after yeah. that's the that's the plot that, that it's titled after you bro yeah you're right um but so yeah and then, then the b plot is that captain has to get uh, a new toy heart yep and he's is really real? uncomfortable with anybody knowing that about him which he's a big old grumper is fucking stupid anytime i don't think they've ever come up with a good sullen picard plot no um, yeah, it's, it's always for some reason that makes no fucking sense, which sucks because like as Patrick Stewart plays that character in such a way that it's like, yeah, there's there are a, mo- a million things he could be sullen about. Yeah, he could he could sell anything, but it also really feels like Patrick Stewart does not like these stories. He does not like mm. what he's portraying. Yeah, 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 because this is definitely his like worst acting. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's really f- like the whole fucking thing in the shuttlecraft where he's like reading. He's like, all right, if you're going to write me this stupid shit, this is what you're getting. Right. This is the, the minimum amount. Yeah. Minimum. He, he's definitely low key. Yeah. Minimum possible effort. Yeah. Um, so and, and Wes has to go to that same same star base uh, because that's the star base that has the tests that he has to do. Right. Wes is going to officer <clears throat> testing. Um but they have to get on a shuttle and fly for 14 hours um, to get there. Why can't the Enterprise go there close enough to warp them on? Shut the fuck up. That's none of your business. That's why. Yeah, because uh, spoilers for the end of this episode. Uh, in an emergency situation, uh, the Enterprise apparently manages to get from where they are uh, in the goddamn rhomboid Droniger 6 sec- sector, mm-hmm. which... Keep saying Romboy Droniger Six, everybody. Romboy Droniger Six, just everybody. Keep saying it, it rolls off the tr- <laughs> just rolls off the trunk. <laughs> it flops off the bunk. It plorts out your tongue. It Just really flows out your hole. <laughs> it just it gets right out your hole. <laughs> it's it's not in your hole anymore. Romboy Romberger Six. <laughs> But yeah, so the end of the episode is them having to rush from the the A plot to save Captain Picard in the B plot. And they apparently make it in time to save his life, which has to be faster than 14 hours. One would imagine, yeah. Unless they just put him on ice or... I don't know. I mean, it, it as as we've always said, the technology that they have available to them is whatever the plot requires. Yeah, so. exactly. Um. And so, yeah, they go off to the Rombord Droniger 6 sector. <laughs> Keep saying it. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the soundboard. <laughs> Keep saying it. I'm almost there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. oh I'm going to put it on the soundboard, though. <laughs> Rhomboid Droniger 6. There you go. There's, There's a go. queen cut. <laughs> it's on the soundboard now. Um, 
So they go off to Romboy Droniger 6 to find a uh, a crippled ship full of Tweedledees and Tweedledums. Yep. Which I can say that because that is literally what the characters were visually yep. uh, modeled after. They are a, uh, a race of space-going people that are childlike. Yes. And that's a that's and that's the commentary that I have. Their childlikeness uh, extends to such childish habits habits as theft and murder. Mm. You know, it's Lord of the Flies, basically. I think children are pretty amoral. You can probably clip that and put them somewhere <laughs> too. <laughs> Wait, you got to. I don't think that was a clean one. You got to say it again. I think children are pretty amoral. That was a good one. <laughs> really seeing how the sausage gets made here, <laughs> listeners. Oh, you're not cutting in this? <laughs> nope. Wonderful. <laughs> you can't edit audio, man. We already, That's true. We know that. Uh, we learned that from Robert Evans. Yeah. Um, no, they, they're a race of childlike aliens. Um, Jordy immediately burns them when he... When he sees the ship broken down and says, "What did the rubber band break?" Yeah, and um, which the idea of an interstellar spacecraft <laughs> running on rubber bands. I know he's being hyperbolic, but still, like, man, they got into interstellar space. They must know something, man. Except spoilers, they fucking don't. Yeah, this the plot really does not yeah, hold up to any scrutiny. Up which, to any uh, scrutiny. imagine that we uh, we we almost forgot to mention also that there's um and it's not even the show doesn't even make a big deal out of it, but they actually had a a secondary character recur in this episode. Uh, Sonia Gomez is back for her second of two appearances. Yeah, Jordy's a cute manic pixie dream girl assistant. Yeah, um, who see who seems like a character from like. 500 Days of Summer yeah. or fucking Garden State or any of those movies, except this presage by like 15 to 20 years. Yeah, she's uh, she's Zoe Deschanel 20 years earlier. Yeah, except pr- prettier uh, and, so. and more competent. Yeah, definitely um, more competent. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I have a huge I crush think... on her because I'm extremely lonely, listeners. <laughs> Just someone talk to me. Ladies, uh, if you would like to... <laughs> Ladies, if you'd like to experience sweaty desperation... <laughs> <laughs> That's at who is Jack Gunn on Twitter.com. <laughs> um, uh, but this, I, this Star Trek pu- uh, this Star Trek podcast is going to get me pussy one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I will say that all of the um, all the actors who are uh, are playing uh, Packlids mm. are doing the shit out of it. Yeah, it, it, they almost seem like they're having a little bit too much fun with it, <laughs> kind of. But oh, we didn't. Are... We didn't on the lost recording. Um, we didn't decide whether this is a watch or not. Oh yeah, we. Didn't. I'm going to go say it's a watch because you need to. I feel like you need to know about this. You need to know about this just like you need to know about the Ferengi and the yeah. and the Africa planet. Um, and also, yeah. So you don't necessarily have to watch the entire thing. No, just watch till you understand what we're getting at because I feel really bad leaning too hard into what we're getting at. Yeah, it like it cannot be understated how much they are doing the thing that they are doing. I mean, I could absolutely do an impression of it, but I'm no, not, no. I'm not going. But to. I mean, uh, unlike sometimes on this show, we will get into perspectives uh, where we decide that. Um, a computer is uh, space 
uh, Lenin or something sure. like that, you know, and it's and it's kind of a stretch, and it's happening mostly in our imaginations. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was absolutely almost entirely in my imagination. But in this case. We are not. It is all on the page, baby. We are extremely understating it because to state it would be offensive. Very distasteful. Yeah, it would be super <laughs> offensive. Um, so they, uh, so Jordy fixes the thing, and they decide that jo- that makes Jordy smart, so they're going to steal him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They find out. Oh, oh, god damn it. Um, yeah. So we got to get into the road trip. Oh right. So. So while all this is happening, Wes and Wes and Jean Luc on a road trip, which is honestly an an ambitious choice by the writers because putting two characters in a confined space together for an uncomfortable amount of time is is always like a fun thing to do if you can pull it off. Yeah. And I think they got a C on pulling it off. Which is a passing grade. Yeah, no. Good they, job, Star Trek writers. It's it's it, it as you said, it's ambitious when you consider how fucking uncomfortable turbo lift scenes between these two characters have been previously. Right. <laughs> like these two guys having to stand in the same room with each other for four minutes has been like, oh god, oh, oh no, oh god. Right, and like the point of the road trip part was that they are uncomfortable with each other, but also like they. I think it was kind of to emphasize that like they have a lot of stuff in common too. Yeah. And like they've both been stabbed through the heart. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fuck. I, I don't s- know how I forgot again about Wes being <laughs> stabbed through the heart by a French person. <laughs> uh, but I forgot it again and it, so and it comes it, it just comes back and I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've just stabbed that annoying boy. I'm disappointed that <laughs> I'm disappointed that, that that didn't come up. That Wes wasn't like, oh yeah, you remember in the French people, I got I got stabbed. I don't know if they retain the memories of them dying in that I, scenario. I don't know either, but I want them to. What a bad episode that was. <laughs> Good Such lord. A turd. God. Here, here's infinite power. But if you take the infinite power, you have to hang out with me. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> No! Man, if Q had any self-awareness, he would have been like, well, I got to reevaluate some stuff. We're still banging out the details of this church, folks, but (laughs) Church of Q, the infinitely infinitely petulant. We'll we'll get it by next week. Look for us after the fall of society. We will be leading a cult. So by next week. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so the Packlets fucking uh, Shanghai Jordy, which is very surprising. Yeah, it, it definitely didn't telegraph that at all. Yeah, it had no idea that was coming. Um, also, right before they do that, uh, Troy is actually useful for once. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one thought to check in with her. She just comes fucking sprinting <laughs> onto the bridge and is like, <laughs> well, she- why is Jordy over there? And Riker's like, he's helping them fix the ship. and he, And she's like... Those aren't good people. <laughs> so I have headcanon for where, because why the hell wasn't she on the bridge? Like they're having an encounter with an alien ship. There should be basic protocols. She should be on the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And my headcanon was she's just checking out Picard's horses <laughs> on the holodeck. My headcanon went with, because this is what she ends up spending a lot of her free time on later on in the series. And that is uh, hanging out in 10 forward with Guinan and eating chocolate. Mm. She loves chocolate. She's like Kathy with the chocolate. Mm. Like there's one writer, apparently. Yeah, because chocolate is already 
played it yeah. too much too much of a factor in the and Wes's oh god we got to talk about Wes's Wes's assessment of <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part okay so, so new section um, which is called the funniest part of the episode uh, so back on the road trip Picard is uh, admonishing Wesley uh, about how uh, difficult it can be to balance career and relationships yeah so Wesley asked so this starts because Wesley's like, uh, t- it's too bad. You could have been a good dad, which is like, okay, calm down, man. Uh, also, what are you basing that on? Because he's been really shitty to you for like most of the time you've known each other. I don't know. I mean, based on my experience of having a father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now I'm sad. Uh, and yours too, kind of. I mean, he's... No, I like your dad. Yeah. But I know you had some problems. Yeah. Um, that wasn't where I was going with that at all. Um, so Wesley's like, oh, you could have been a good dad. And then Picard's like, uh, yeah, just the opportunity never came up. And then he he says, you have to be careful with your priorities. I actually wrote this down because it really pissed me off. Oh, yeah. So you have to be careful with long-term commitments is what he says verbatim. Right. Which... Long-term commitment to your career is also a long-term commitment, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's just neoliberal propaganda of like, well, you can't be too attached to anybody because what if you have to fucking disappear to make more money? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Wes says the thing that made us both cackle. Uh, he says, when it comes to girls, I'm in complete control. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which, absolutely, man. Dude. Me too, in fact. <laughs> you fell head over fucking heels for the first alien bear girl that you met because she could tell what kind of magnet you were holding. Yep. That is factually accurate. Is that a magnet? I love you. Yep. That's that's what happened that's three happened. episodes ago-ish. Um yeah, and uh, then well, and I also like Picard's response where he's just like he actually does the thing a good dad would do, where he's like, "Hmm, I was quite quite the opposite when I was your age," which is like that is what a good dad would say. I'm just being like, like a a bad dad would just leave. Um, a different kind of bad dad would be like, "No, you're not," <laughs> <laughs> and a good dad would be like, "Yeah." I'd, uh, I don't know about that. I I wasn't when yeah. I was your age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He tries to kind of make his make make the truth behind his lie seem okay, right? So that he can be okay with what what Picard knows to be the actual truth, right? Uh, yeah. And um, speaking of that heart to heart that they have, um, who the hell replicates their sandwiches with the crust cut off? Mm, French people. Yeah, his name's John Luc Picard. He's heart, French. Heart, which, heart stabbing, no crust eating. No, it, it means he's a pervert, which means he eats his sandwiches with crust cut off. Wait, why does that mean he's a pervert? Because he's French. Just being French makes you a pervert. Yes. Okay. Are you not familiar with France? I mean, I'm familiar with Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, their their national mascot is. I understand <laughs> it. <laughs> 
Oh, God damn it. Apologies to our French listeners. I yeah. actually really like you guys. On est vraiment désolé. Okay. On n'a pas... I almost spoke Spanish there. Uh, on n'a pas de problème avec les Françaises. On aime les Françaises. Uh, et merci pour écouter. Absolutely. Keep, uh, keep lighting your firefighters on fire <laughs> to send them to fight the cops. I don't know how to say that in any other language other than English, but I think it rules. Um, oh, God damn it. I'm, I'm, tripping, I'm going, trying to go to Spanish again. Uh, sweet, we can probably move on from the language section. Suivez de mettre en feu votre firefighters. Um, <laughs> I don't fucking know the word for firefighter. My French isn't that good. Knowing French is something that translates to like the warriors against the flame of no that would be houses. german that would be german <laughs> uh, eh, all right uh i love german so much i want to learn more german the only german words i learn i i know are hey if you want to learn some stupid german words while you're in quarantine listeners uh check out german with a german with flula he's a german comedian who explains ridiculous german words to you would you like Is that to- a podcast no no it's a youtube series okay um and uh among the among the words that I have learned from Flula are um, "ver arstemish," which means "are you assing me?" Mm. Uh, "back five and gesicht," which is a face that needs slapping. No, oh, I know that punching. one. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm terrible at languages, but I, I have definitely internalized the concept of a, a face that needs punching. Yeah, because um, that that is definitely a thing that needs to be internalized as a an entire object. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back five and gesicht. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Anyway, back on this Star Trek podcast, what were we talking about? So there's okay. So they kidnapped Jordy. Did we get to that part yet? Yeah, no, we're way past that. Okay, <laughs> um, but that was the part where we were we agreed that these people have uh, definitely have blood on their hands. Oh yeah, these people are monsters because they just decide to take Jordy and they just pull his sidearm out of his pocket and shoot him with it. Right. Which fortunately it's on stun, but is there any fucking way that they knew that? No, and they're not portrayed as people that know how to delicately man- manipulate uh, anything. anything. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Picard's. So it would. Oh, God damn it. So the whole argument up top uh, between Picard and Pulaski, because Picard doesn't want to get this surgery done on uh, on the ship, and then she's like, well, you need to go to Starbase 515 then. And he's like, fine, I'll fucking go. I'll go with that kid I hate. Um, and uh, and then he goes, and then his surgery starts going wrong, and surprise, surprise, Pulaski ends up being having to run to the rescue because she's the most best heart surgeon, apparently. Why didn't she say that? Why didn't he? When, ar- why didn't he already know that? Yeah. Why didn't he? Okay. Like this is uh, so. My dad had foot surgery uh, like ten years ago or something like that. He had a ruptured tendon, mm-hmm. um, and he had to, they had to do a whole thing like cut his foot bones in half and uh, steal a tendon from another part of his foot and all this shit. And uh, so he gets this consultation from this doctor, and uh, he goes to another doctor friend of his, and he's like, hey. Um, you know, this is what this doctor is telling me. Do you think I should get a second opinion? And his friend says, well, who did you go to? And my dad tells him and he's like, oh, um, well, you can go ask any other doctor and any other doctor is going to take that guy's book out off the shelf mm. 
and use it right. to diagnose your problem because right. he literally wrote the book on the problem that you have. Right. Uh, and that's basically what we're dealing with with Pulaski. She is apparently the best fucking toy heart surgeon in... Yeah. Like, if you're the captain of the most important starship, wouldn't you go to the person that wrote the book on heart surgery? Which also, it, it doesn't get... It's a dramatic reveal because he goes into surgery and the, the surgeon at first is like, everything's going to be fucking A-O good. And then over time, he's like, I this is actually getting really away from me. And then toward the end of the episode, he's like, well, this guy is going to die unless we do something that is beyond my capability. And then his assistant surgeon is like, well, I know someone that can do it. And then they call her in. Right. And we know what the that fuck? they fuck like, <laughs> oh, God damn it. We know that they have called the enterprise. Like we know that the enterprise you're, you're right. That, that, that fucking dramatic reveal is so lame. Right. Because it's like, but especially you know, like, it doesn't even work with her character. And like, I, neither of us like her character, but her character would have been like, listen, motherfucker. I am the expert on this shit. Yeah. If something goes wrong, I'm the only one that can fix it, potentially. Yeah. Listen, here's the deal. If you don't want, like, uh, if if your fucking ego is so goddamn fragile that having the doctor aboard your ship, who happens to be the most qualified fucking person to do your surgery, if you can't handle that, then too goddamn bad. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one better and say, if your ego is so fragile that you can't let the doctor on your ship operate on you, you shouldn't be the captain of a ship. Yeah, that's not that's not captain behavior. Bad writing. Bad writing. Bad job writers. Bad job writers. Go okay. back on strike. Well, there's something. <laughs> that's uh. not what strike is for. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of doctors, boy, that doctor who started the surgery sure had a whole lot of doctor words. Yeah, he sure did. A lot of capillaries and <laughs> boy, boy, howdy! The boy, tech, just... the techno babble on this show <laughs> is. <sighs> I say this as somebody like I'm. I'm currently reading a hard sci-fi novel that like actually really gets into like hard and current science, um, especially about like relativistic stuff, and it makes my fucking head hurt. Because it's not this hand-wavy bullshit of, like, the tachyon fucking field is collapsing and we have to re-rotate the... Inverter. Yeah, the inverter. Yeah. It's, like, actually, like, demands that you consider, like, okay, well, you're both going three-quarters of the speed of light and you're chasing this ship and you're 14 light days behind it and it just shot a missile at you that is accelerating towards the speed of light what is the relativistic speed of that missile? And it's like, I would like to go to bed, please. It's a quarter of the speed of light, isn't it? Uh, no. Fuck. <laughs> well, I'm going to be bad at space warfare. Um, yep, that's a, that's a thing that's likely to come up <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, well, and... On, uh, much more likely than regular warfare. <laughs> Um, I think that like that kind of like really science heavy hard sci-fi, um, it may be it, it it does make for a denser read sometimes. 
Um, but it is not. It, there's just something kind of condescending about the the techno babble bullshit because what I feel like is they're going, okay, you fucking dorks need something to make it sound extra mm, science yeah, fiction yeah, yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But we don't give enough of a fuck about you uh, to come up with anything that could plausibly resemble, you know, real science. Yeah. So we're just gonna put together a bunch of words and then put a uh, put a simil- you know, like a boomerang at the end of it. Right. And that's yeah. Yeah, I think like not to rehash our Sirens of Titan episode. No, that was exactly but, my point. But like that, like Vonnegut understood that it's like okay, you either do hard science or you just you make it goofy as shit. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, th- no, he flew into a chronosynclastic infundibulum. Yeah. What is that? Don't fucking sweat it. It's a big spiral in space. Yeah. Moving on. And it has a goofy-ass name. These people are on <laughs> Mars. They don't need air because they have air pills. Moving yeah. on. Which are called goofballs. <laughs> like, it's just like all of the like hard sci-fi stuff in Sirens of Titan is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Because he's like... I don't want to write a hard sci-fi novel, so I'm not going to. But yeah. I'm also not going to insult you by like hand-waving it, so I'm just going to make it stupid and goofy as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so that you know that like you know that you're being hand-waved at yeah. instead of like trying to disguise it yeah. basically. Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh so they oh, God damn it. Okay. So they kidnap Jordy they come up with some sort of a ruse. <laughs> My favorite scene in the episode. <laughs> so Jordy is uh, it's a prisoner on the ship. Um, they can't they can't just blow the ship up because it'll kill Jordy. Um, they can't like they can't just phaser down the shields because they'll shoot Jordy when the, if they try to do it, which makes sense. They yeah they for sure will do that. Um, so. Riker proposes that, uh, like, he has a staff meeting, and he's he's like, okay, what if we talk to Jordy and we sort of talk in code and try to get him to do something that these people won't really understand what he's doing, and that'll give us a chance to, like, get their shields down and get them off the ship. And then Troy helpfully <laughs> says... Do you mean some sort of ruse? <laughs> yeah. And then Riker says, yes. Yeah, Deanna. He described a ruse. Absolutely incredible writing. <laughs> Just Shakespearean level dialogue. Oh, so good. Uh, oh, so good. Do you mean some sort of ruse? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so put that on my tombstone. <laughs> they go... And you can get do you mean some sort of a ruse <laughs> shirts? Oh wait, no, no, we're not plugging. Uh, no, we're not plugging. We're shirts. not plugging this, shirts. This we're plugging listeners. Um, you can do it. Do it at the end. Yeah, do I'll do it at the, the end. end. Okay. Um, yeah. So Jordy apparently builds a photon torpedo out of just antimatter and duct tape on this alien ship. I mean, no, ship. He, he doesn't. He just tells them he did. No, because when he beams back over, Riker's like, were you able to disarm it? And he's like, yeah, you're lucky I did or you wouldn't be here, which is not true because the Enterprise can definitely take one hit from a fucking photon torpedo. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, my my entire problem with the tension in this this episode is that Okay, I get that you want to get this one guy back. I get it. 
He's your chief engineer. It's important. But at one point, they're like, just transmit your entire contents of your computer over, and then we'll give them back. It's like, okay. Here are the entire contents of our computer. Beam them back over. And here is a bomb. Here is Here are several bombs. <laughs> here is... Enjoy the contents of our computer as you exist as atoms in space. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't care what kind of fucking shields they have and who they stole it from. The They're Enterprise not, can absolutely Enterprise fucking just, atomize that yes, shit. The Enterprise will roll through them like fucking cheesecloth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we Especially know, since they don't know how to do anything, apparently. Right. Uh, and we know that that is not in keeping with the ethos of the Enterprise or of the Federation, so fine, whatever. But that is really what you should do. Yeah. If you've got a bunch of just dangerous people who are... Because that's the other thing that Data talks about. Well, we don't know that much about it, but we what we do know is that they steal shit all the time and take hostages and murder people. Right. And it's like... So they're pirates. They, yeah. These are space pirates. Yeah, you can kill them. Which, like, okay, like, maybe, like, maybe vapor holing them is not the option that, like, Riker would take, but no one suggests it. Worf doesn't suggest it. Yeah. Worf doesn't say, what if we just send them the contents of the computer, and then while they're downloading it, they send Jordy back, and then just just a couple shots. This thing is a piece of shit. It will, wait. <laughs> and then... You need to. <laughs> that sample is all fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah. So the fucking oh, so we didn't talk about the the execution of the ruse. Mm. Which my, that my note for that scene is just good improv, guys. Good job, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Good improv. It was it was some killer improv. They they were definitely like relying on let's say their perception of the people they were dealing with well it was just all very it was it was all very uh yes and and then you should uh you you won't be able to get into the 24th layer of heaven the yeah. 24th layer yeah, is the yeah. good one yeah <laughs> you want to be on the 24th one yeah very, very th- thinly veiled. <laughs> After they get off the phone with Jordy, uh, I think Deanna is like, well, do you think he got the code? And Riker's like, well, I certainly hope he better have. The show is fucking <laughs> terrible. Uh, it's so good. Uh, um, I can't remember if we said on this one or... Yeah, we said to watch it on this. Yeah, one, right? yeah, yeah, we gave okay. it. A, yeah, we gave it a watch um, for, for, if for no other reason than just um, so that people understand that we are not really exaggerating. And in, in fact, we are really understating it because we are. Uh, yeah, just watch the episode. You'll see what we mean. Because yep. yeah, the uh, the characters are not a kind representation of a type of person. You'll especially appreciate my restraint and not saying a particular slur this entire time yeah because you know the writers they said it so much in the writing room yeah i didn't even think about that but 
Ooh, oh yeah. boy, that that word was echoing from the. Yep. Yeah. Oh, just cocaine and hard R's. Uh, my other, my last note that I really want to hammer on is they get kind of shitty and moralistic about how these people don't want to wait for evolution to catch them up, and they just want to be in. Yeah, they treat it like it's it's an impatience thing. Like it's a moral failure that they've made it into space, but but they're not smart, as smart as everybody else. Well, and like it's a moral failure to want the maximum amount of more thing. It's just another... Right, which is like the driving thing behind every society that's ever existed. It's another one of those like... Uh, oh, it's the future. So human beings have, in the last 400 years, evolved past the compulsion to have more of everything. Right, which is not how evolution works. No. It's It's how social evolution works. Yeah. But, I mean, I, we talked about this on the, the lost, recording. lost recording, but like we are physiologically um, the same as... Or we're we're genetically the same as like human beings that lived one hundred and fifty thousand years ago, yeah, give or take. And you know, physiologically, yeah, we're we're different because we get to eat as much as we want. But like, that's all historical materialism. That has nothing to do with your fucking evolution at all, at yeah. all. And it's like, what do you want these people to like fucking wait a million years when they're already in space and they know it's out there? Like, fuck you. Yeah. Don't be a fucking asshole. Like, give them some help. Yeah, I just, well, and fuck. What drives me nuts about it is that that implication just doesn't make fucking sense. Because as you said, like, this this is a society that is setting aside the idiosyncrasies of their speech pattern. Uh, they have developed language. Right. So the jump from having a spoken and presumably written language uh, to space travel is on the order of a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousand years. Let's say it's a couple thousand years. Okay, well... Which is well, ev- hang on. nothing so, on an evolutionary so we, scale. So we, we actually have a yardstick to measure this by. Um, written language for humanity was about 8,000 years ago. Um, we are still not in interstellar space, so they are more advanced than us. Yeah. Um... They're smarter than us. Yeah. Despite maybe not being the best public speakers. Yeah. That was the other point I, I, I made or wrote down. Because Data actually makes this point where he's like, you know, like being good at speaking isn't necessarily yeah, like a sign of intelligence. Because like, I think humans are very tricked, very easily tricked by people that are good at speaking. You don't say. Like, mm. Would that perhaps be one of the pillars of any portions of society or mm. in any way impact um, class stratification? Couldn't say. Okay, just checking. Um, don't know. Haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> seen it. Check out any history book. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, uh, you don't recall any um, famous charismatic public speakers um, who did any bad things like in maybe the 20th century nope middle part ish anywhere around there nope nope nothing okay couldn't say (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Haven't seen it. Wasn't there. I wasn't even born in 1944. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I mean... At that point, it was getting pretty late in the day. But. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, no, I, I guess I just mean like it's it it is very easy to trick people into thinking that you are very smart if you're good with the uh, word words out of your mouth. Uh, of, yeah, your mouth noise hole. Yeah, yeah. If you're good at at, at producing the good noises out of your noise hole. Yeah. Um, that's. I mean, I think like everybody underestimated George W. Bush and then overestimated Barack Obama because of that exact fucking thing. Yeah. Um, and then, well, and I'm I don't know. You were bringing up some examples of of ancient history that I don't, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't wasn't there. Couldn't say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but look it up. Look it up, listeners. Well, I just want to use uh, and. Uh, I'm going to spoil this for you now because you won't remember by the time it comes around. Um, but there's another episode that uh, I don't remember when it comes up, but it's called Dharma and Gelada Tanagra. Um, and it's, oh, yeah, I've heard about that one, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's about uh, Picard getting trapped on a planet with a, a, another spaceship captain, and they have to learn to communicate because the other species has a really weird language. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, the only thing making that language not seem as uh, rudimentary as the language of um the pa- what are they called pa- packles sure sure um the, the their language uh, is the fact that it can't be put through the universal translator um right because th- obviously it's not actually the same language and so the universal translator is just spitting out that's another thing that we don't talk about nearly enough, but you know, when we're they're just saying the same rudimentary thing over and over again. Maybe the universal translator just sucks ass at understanding what they're saying. That's and, true. They could have some kind of like weird nuanced like tonal language or something. Yeah, where like, it's like there's way more complexity to what they're saying, and all universal translator is spitting out is we are we we are we, strong. We look for things. We look for things. Yeah. Uh, um, we almost verged on. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yep. I almost did it. Anyway, um, that's gonna do it. Yeah, that's gonna do it uh, for this wanna, episode. Yeah, do you? Well, let's do what? Do you want to guess what happens next week? Uh, absolutely. Do you? Do you remember from the last episode what I said? The title. No, was? I don't retain any of this. <laughs> even even as we're recording, uh, <laughs> forty five minutes ago. Yep. Uh, it is called "Up the Long Ladder." Oh right. Um, yeah, I still I still maintain that that should be something about like getting out of a gravity well or something. But I know it's not. I know it's some fucking bullshit, but um, it had, well, we'll just, we'll watch it next week. I actually, I think it's kind of a charming episode. It, mm. it is, um, it's a little bit of a weird one, but uh, I think it's cute. And, and I, and I hope you, that you'll, that you'll like it. Um, but uh, the last thing that we want to le- leave you with, uh, this week, listeners, is uh, rather than uh, Hawk's stupid t-shirt ideas, uh, I just posted this on our Facebook yesterday because I just found out about it. Apparently, uh, Nichelle Nichols has been going through um, some long-term uh, mental health decline, and some real piece of shit person was supposed to be uh, taking care of her, and he stole a shitload of money from her. 
Um, so there is a Patreon. Uh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes for this episode, and it's also on our Facebook page. Uh, but rather than buy a communism, communism is a red herring shirt this week, um, why don't you go give some money to Nichelle Nichols because she's a treasure. That's true. And I actually think this, I don't think Star Trek, the original series, would have stayed on as long without her charm. Um, which means that Star Trek The Next Generation never would have happened. Um, which means the show never would have happened. So you don't want people to help her out? No, I do. Because <laughs> you hate the show. But I like doing the podcast. <laughs> I'm just doing the bit, man. I'm just. All right, well, I was trying to be nice for once. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to warn me when you're going to do shit like that. I'm not going to see it coming. All right, well, I don't have a soundboard where I can play the Kill Bill siren. <laughs> Oh, it didn't. Oh, damn uh, it. No, that would have been great. God damn it. Fuck, if only you could edit audio. I gave you so many opportunities to do this right. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's going to do it for us listeners. Thank you for joining us. When you talk that shit about Star Trek, it's like you just harpooned a baby. Star Trek sucks. And if you pray call people at the old folks' home, that's fine, but you better not tell them Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. Once again, if you believe in capital punishment, you can fuck off up a name street. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks.